We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Carlo Navas. And with me today on the very first episode of the 2018-2019 NBA season, I have Heat Twitter president, Alf. Yo. We have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. Yo, what's going on? Stop muting your mic. We have our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. We want to start over again? Oh. Did you guys not hear me? It it so much harder for me to edit after. Who Who muted? It was Alex. Alex, do not mute. All right, ready? Three, wait, wait, wait. Two, no, wait. That's not, that's not a racist. <laughs> wait, why? not a racist? What's my, what's, hold on, hold on. What's wrong with I have muting a your mic? This. What's wrong with muting your it mic? It makes it hard to sync them up, right? Yeah, because it it, it, it doesn't. Oh, you, it like chops the audio. Yeah. yeah. That's what so, happened that day with oh, Christian and Kate. Okay. Oh, Alex fucked up once again. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay, we'll keep the show moving. Come um, on, people like the mess ups, man. Trash tweeter, Jack well, Alfonso. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> It's not necessarily about a mess up. It's about whether Brian can stitch this together and make it sound coherent. Oh, is that true, Brian? I mean, the first few seconds isn't bad. It's if he keeps doing it the rest of the show, it's when I'm going to punch him in the face. Okay. I mean, I'm over here, like, you know, moving around. I'm trying to be considerate, not trying to have any. Just fucking stay still. I have the same mic as you. You have a mute button on the mic. Oh, so that's that's okay then. Yes. Yes. That doesn't. So that doesn't mess up the audio like like using it on Zoom does. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. okay. I have a mute button on my mic. <laughs> that's what Ooh. I use. Okay, we're keeping all know. of this. I guess. The more you know, guys. It would appear so. Good start. And producer and co-founder, 
Brian. You Gold. guys didn't introduce me, but whatever. I you said I'll trash tweeter Jack Alfonso, and then you were like, no, but it's a, then you all of a sudden cared about Brian's feelings and time. I do care about Brian's feelings I and time. I care about you too, Jack. I love you. Producer okay, Cole. stop pandering. Don't lie to me. Your mustache is very glorious right now. Thank you. Jack has a gamer headset on. It's more like a call center headset. No, <laughs> the gamer headset and that mustache is like I'm luring uh, small boys into my apartment. That's what that whole thing says. And if this is your first time joining <laughs> us, because this is the first out, episode Brian. of the NBA season, we are part of the Five Reasons Sports Network, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. You can check out our slew of podcasts. All Keep that, Brian. Network. Keep all that, Brian. Keep that, Ethan. Hi, Ethan. Hi, Chris Whittingham. Uh, Pitch Invasion, the flagship show, Three Yards Per Carry, all that good junk on Five Reasons. And also, watch the Dolphins with us at Township in Fort Lauderdale, Thursday Night Football this week. Check that out. We're going to play a promo later in the show. Come out and meet the show. Uh, Alf's probably going to be out there. Maddox from um, from Light Skinned Opinions. What's up, Parrish? Is that Parrish? Yeah, Par- Parrish will be there, too. Paris will be there too. Paris, the dark skinned producer of light skinned yeah. opinions. Mike's live, Paris. A little late, but I'm gonna be there. He'll be there. He'll be there late. So check all that out, Ethan, Chris. We might have other guests. So uh, other shows. Can up. we bring Paris on as a guest? Why are you ruining the show? I'm just trying to keep this moving. I thought it was a good idea. Yes. Again. So uh, that's all that's going on in the network. Uh, check out the latest column on Miami Heat beat. Nikias Duncan returns with his launching pad, which is kind of the show sheet for today. Nikias does great stuff, uh, great analytic and film work on the launching pad. So a lot of that uh, we're going to borrow. Catch it every Monday. Every Monday here on the NBA season. Got you covered. Brian, you were at the game, a home opener. Speaking of uh, reporting and writing, Brian was on the scene in Orlando. You said home opener. It was a season opener. Season opener, excuse me. We had nobody at the home opener. We did not have you covered there, but we did in Orlando. Yeah, what do you want to know? I don't know. Tell us about the scene. What's What was the vibe? We had a correspondent on the ground. We were at the Duffy's watch party. It, someone stole my seat in the press room, so I had to fight someone for my seat. Was it Anthony Chang? I bet no, it was Anthony. No, Anthony had like like the floor seats. He basically oh. sat in my line. I had to sit up in like the first uh, first deck. I had the last row, row 20. Damn, they set you in row 20 and Anthony's down 20. there. What has Anthony done that you have Someone jacked my seat. I had, I had to steal it back from them. Did what you just did say Anthony... what, had, what has Anthony done that he hasn't? What has Anthony done that you haven't? Written articles in major newspapers? Uh, well, no, no, no. They've, they've done really well. Anthony's the puppet. We love Anthony. I agree. You know uh, what? You guys need way more Alf on this fucking podcast. That's the problem. We need more Alf. Uh, the Heat Beat podcast has become and I'm going to say it. And Brian, you better not take the shit out. The Heat Beat podcast has become Let's fucking go. Let's have. You're not taking this out, Brian. You could bleep it. You're not taking. So are you taking over as host? Huh? Yeah. Are you taking over as host? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the motherfucking he, he hates when he hosts. He always Wait. complains when he has to host. If Alf is hosting this podcast, can I host Light Skinned Opinions? <laughs> You know, he has to be drunk to host lights. Not with that mustache, bro. Not with that mustache. I'll shave if I can get my own podcast. (laughs) Certainly light-skinned. The Miami Heat are one and two. (laughs) Okay, you don't have to bring us down. Um, We're having such a good time until you brought up the record. I know, dude, but we got got topics to get through. I was live at the first loss. Brian was live at the first loss. Um, Me and Christian were live at the second loss. (laughs) Look at that. He beat as you covered. They were all moral victories. 
I felt bad for I felt bad for Josh, man. Like Josh, could you imagine like being in all those trade rumors and then they keep you, they make you the number one option. They go to you in crunch time over Dwayne Wade in his like last season, and then you step out of bounds. Wait, okay. I'm sorry. What is I this feeling? Bad, what is this feeling bad for? I'm sorry. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> Um, what is this feeling bad for Josh stuff? Like, I feel like we have this soft spot for Josh Richardson. And mm-hmm. if anybody was at the watch party, thank it's you for parental. in North Miami Beach. We had a great time. Uh, you probably heard my thoughts on the whole Josh Richardson, uh, Jimmy Butler trade, whatever. Like, why do we feel bad for Josh? Josh is a grown ass man. Josh is a well-paid NBA basketball player. Don't step out of bounds. Like, I feel like, because we, I don't know, I feel like we just we we get on the uh, he plays video games and he likes anime and he's he, he cool doesn't like anime. He we we confirmed with him at media day that he does not have anime. He does get not your like facts straight. Okay, whatever. We we have the soft spot for him. Like he's a little brother, but he's not, bro. Like he's an NBA player. We rip him just like we rip anybody else. I feel like we we coddle him a little bit too much, but that's just my take. I, I think he can handle it, but I feel sorry for anybody who has to be the target of Heat fans because they're a bunch of dumbasses. I've been on the account twice this season, and I'm already sick of it. That I'm first gonna... live tweeting of that first game, how many people were claim- clamoring for Jimmy Butler? After oh, my God, game? it was everybody, so bad. Everybody. I was sick of it. My and phone... it's, the thing is, everybody wants Jimmy Butler. Nobody doesn't want Jimmy Butler. So it's just about, like... At what well, cost? We the trade option. It, like, we don't even know what was offered. So to have an argument about, like, oh, Miami didn't offer enough, or, oh, um, you don't think Josh is worth this or whatever, it's all hypothetical and it's what? bullshit. I mean, at this point, don't we know what the offer was? We know what the offer was. What do you think the off- offer was? It was, Kelly Ol- Kelly- it was actually uh, Alex Toledo's trade. There were there uh, have there have been reported things that would suggest that it was Kelly Olynyk, Jay Rich, and a first round pick for Jimmy Butler. Which Alex, which Alex broke. Minnesota people seem to think that the guy who said that is kind of full of shit. So I would take that with a grain of salt. And and then the other thing is like we heard the reports of, about uh, Jay Rich being offered with a protected pick and Dion, but um, none of the sources of five reasons or Heatbeat have seemed to heard that throughout this entire time. So I feel like we really don't know what's been offered. We don't know, but at the crux of the argument is this, is... It's always moving? Yeah, the crux, no, but the crux of the argument is, is Josh Richardson worth giving up for Jimmy Butler? But that's not and the conversation I, like, I really want to have, but I, I get why people are having it. It's just annoying. I mean, it's not a conversation you want to have, but that's... Oh, why are you having the first game of the season already? But that's yeah. how because it's are. not it's not because of the first game of the season. It's because the it's first game he messed up spectacularly. The first yeah, game and of it the was season. all it was all it did was legitimize Heat fans' concern with this team, and we know and this team is mediocre, and this and that's what I was I I did a radio hit today, and it was the same thing I was saying. Like this team is middling. Like we know what they are. They're mediocre. They're an average team. They're gonna lose one point games and win one point games. I mean, every once in a while, they might have a blowout or some team like the Nets or the Hawks or somebody. But that's what this team is. Like, and I, at some point, and I've been, I've raged against Heat fans for the longest. You guys know. I, I've always had the front office's back. I've had the Heat's back. But at some point, like, you have to understand, like, a little bit of the frustration. We are becoming the Atlanta Hawks of the 2000s. Whoa. No. No. 
We don't have a Joe Johnson, do we? Not we nearly as great. <laughs> I was about to say. Oh, okay. So we're not that. We're not good enough to be. The I mean, Josh Hall. Smith. Yeah. I wish we had Millsap. I wish we had Josh Smith. No. Do you remember? Do you remember up the upside of Josh Smith? How everyone thought that it, every year was Josh Smith's year. Oh my God, we're gonna do this with Jay Rich, aren't we? It was only. <laughs> oh my God, we have our own. No, but Jay Rich is way smarter than Josh Smith. Josh Smith had knucklehead. Jay Rich, Jay Rich didn't have that. Um, it was only Josh Smith's year when 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 he started making threes for Houston. Yep, facts. Let me tell you something, man. The Jay Rich thing has been. It it felt. I don't know if if they had planned this going into the season, but it almost felt like they. They were so committed. I mean, going down the stretch with him as your as your guy, particularly in the particularly in the second game against Washington, like that. You know, after he messed up in Orlando, they went back to him again, and he was creating off the dribble. This shooting off the dribble has been like a very welcome sign, and that's like I think in the modern NBA, that's kind of the next big thing that like we're gonna start looking at in guys like. Curry and Kyrie can really shoot off the bounce really well. Um, Damian Lillard, like that's that Kyrie's opens up. really bad in the season, so I wouldn't put his name on that. But list Kyrie yet. historically has been it's all, really. But it's also three games. It's also right. three games, Brian. Come, come on, Brian. <laughs> no, he sucks. He sucks. Okay. Um, okay, but uh, so no, my, hold on, my, wait. I I, I want to give a point uh, on Jay on Jay Rich. Um, that you're going to say something about spread pick and roll. Aren't no, I'm not. He's I'm going to say that. Nikias's article. I'm going to oh, okay. read off Nikias's article. Looking at the screen, but I'm going <laughs> to. Um, Shameful. Jay Rich already has as many off the dribble threes as he did all of last season. So, like the the idea that he's committed to this skill is, I think. Probably more promising than he hasn't been terribly efficient overall. He's been good off the dribble threes, but everywhere else he's been kind of like lacking. Okay, my question is is this, and you can all answer: Is Jay Rich a special player? Yes. Well, well, hold on, wait a second. That's that's a really loaded question. No, no, you know what? You know what? It's not a loaded question. Is Anthony Davis a special player? Let me ask. No. Is Jimmy Let me... Butler a special player? But hold on. Is Kyrie Irving a special player? Is Blake yeah. Griffin a special player? Like, listen, there are special players, and there's Josh Richardson. Like, you guys stop. Stop. You guys are driving me crazy with this. But I don't want to talk about Jimmy Butler. It's wait, a simple it. question. Brian, Brian, hold on is, wait a second. Is Josh Richardson a special player? Alf, it's this, not. Uh, 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 no, it's, nobody's arguing. It's not real. But, but, like, I, if, you can't, if you can't answer the question. If Jimmy Butler was so good, he would have forced his own trade already. How long are we going to do this, though? Is every game going to be a referendum on whether Josh was or wasn't worth it? Alpha's doing the thing that other He fans are doing that we think is annoying. Yeah. Alpha's being an annoying Fuck He out. fan. And the thing that bothers me is that, like, it looks I like. I froze. It, what happened? You froze. We were just saying that you're being an annoying He fan. Talking about you being a dumbass. How am I being annoying? <laughs> no, you guys are all being dumbasses by, like, touting Josh Richardson as the second coming of Jesus. It's not like, that he's the second coming of Jesus. He's a really good player on a really good contract. He's really, he's relatively young. He ha- he has still room to grow. And the fact is, is that this is a salary cap sport, and you just can't max out everybody willy nilly and then just be good because that's like you're not, you're not gonna, you know what I mean? Like they get, they need to find max out everybody willy nilly. Like you can't, well, you're gonna have to pay Jimmy Butler a lot. That's what I'm saying. So it's like. Yeah, there's a there's a reason why you they value top tw- you. You pay top twenty players max money. Alf, I mean this guy. Like, 
Jay Rich is a guy that's improving that you can say, well, if he continues on the trajectory that we believe, he can give us something comparable to Jimmy Butler at the fourth of a price so that we can get better players, so that we can max another guy, and we can have Josh as our third best player, and in then we can max in, out two other in guys. 2000, like, in 2020, though, by the way. Like, I think Alf, I mean, he's, it's, it's the, not that he's playing badly to start the no, season. No, but what I'm saying, the current traje- trajectory that you're talking about is us – being able to afford another player in 2020. So it's I mean, so he's now, still going to be cheap. I mean, that's okay, the, but you also have to understand that Heat fans are do not want two more years of this. Okay, but like, it's, not, it's not what they want, Alf. It's like it's reality. It's just okay, they're running a business. It's like, do you really blame Pat and the front office for holding out as far as they have, knowing that they have the best offer on the table without Josh Richardson? I understand, but you, you, you cannot blame Pat and them for not doing the trade. But you can also look at and say, we are here because of front office decisions. And you understand, like, I'm playing the devil's advocate, right? Like, I have, throughout all of this, I've always said, like, I understand uh, a lot of past decisions, the front office decisions. But at some point, it's like, you have to understand the average Heat fan, um, fifth, sixth, seventh seed, or missing the playoffs every year. Is honestly okay. Yeah, they're gonna get tired of it, man. Like you have to understand that. Yeah, but and Alf, then, adding Jimmy Butler and trading away two or three rotation guys isn't gonna get you higher than a. Well, who seed. said two or three rotation guys? I'm just saying, like, okay, what are they gonna get for Josh Richardson? Not two or three rotation guys. Like, how is this here's, gonna work? Here's a, and I said this one on my radio hit today. I said you if love the, if mentioning the, that you had a radio hit today. I did have a. It was. It's, it's like it, mention Joe's name, Joe Ranieri. Anyway. um, we uh because I I want to just I just want to put up front that I'm repeating the same takes over and over again because I've only got like six of them, but somehow I stretched them through three podcasts. Um, what I said today was if that was if Pat's offer was Josh Kelly and a protected first rounder, and if Minnesota balked at that, I I give Pat every reason to walk away. But right now, now the argument is with Heat fans that think giving up Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler is a bad move. And I, I don't understand that. I, no, I understand that thinking. I just don't agree with it's it. It's not, a, I guess, I don't think people think it's a bad move. I just think it's not ideal. Like if the trade were to happen, like I know I would be unhappy with it because I understand the economics of team building and stuff like that. But you can't like, you know, you're getting, you're getting the best player in the trade. Like you can't like, you can't be out here being mad, but like you can be, upset that you could not keep your value young player and you had to get rid of a pick as well because that pick can be used to maybe move some other contracts around so that they can get under the cap and they can get another max guy so like i said like there's there's degrees to this and as a fan yeah you want to compete but if you trade kelly and josh to get jimmy butler like okay the heat were what a six seed last year what does that get you a five seed maybe a four seed like what are we really talking about I think something we're not talking about enough like the, is that like, this is kind of the ramifications of the Heat's past moves. The fact that Jay Rich is so valuable to us, it's because we don't have that many valuable yeah, but Jay assets. Rich would be valued, but anybody. I mean, Jalen Brown's been invisible, like, through through a couple games. Like, you know, that's a guy that's comp- They could have got Kawhi for him, for Jalen Brown. Uh, yeah, that's what he I'm saying. He could have had Jalen Brown if they would have taken the Celtics offer for Winslet. Um, but what I'm uh, saying is that guys... And Devin Booker. That kind of guy in the league is really <laughs> valuable. Like that defense. There's a lot of teams Jay Rich would maybe, wouldn't have even got the opportunity on. I don't know so, about that, man. I mean, 
Dude, defending there's a, a lot def- of teams. You, you're going to tell me there's a lot of teams that a late second almost. round pick would have got would have got heavy minutes early. Like, come on, dude. But if if well, if you remember when he first came into the league, he was so raw that they had to send him to Sioux Falls because he was kind of unplayable. His first season, which was genius. Which, and a and- lot of teams don't have a Sioux Falls. Like everybody, most teams have a D League affiliate, but. A lot of teams don't have that direct pipeline. And the Heat use it really well. Where the Heat have messed up is they haven't been able to find value contracts in free agency. Like, they've overpaid to keep some of their players. But that's what I'm saying. That's why this matters so much. That's why we're so adamant about not trading Jerry Richards because of the past mistakes. And this is one of the only valuable assets you have in in sense of just okay. I mean, they, they've, value. listen, they've hit they've hit on their draft picks since since Winslow. They've they've hit three times in three times in a row. Um and they they have all their draft picks back, so they have assets. What they don't. Well, I, what what I, wanna, what I want to say to Alex's point is, you capitalize on a player like Jay Rich by flipping him for Jimmy Butler. Like I, I'm, I'm I got this. I'm I'm adamant about this, and yeah, I believe the, in but it. But Alf, the, I totally right. I understand that. Like you we, turned him into Eddie Jones. I know, but what I'm saying you is turned that, him into Eddie Jones. And Eddie at- Jones. You're, okay, Jack is shaking his head. Do you, do you really think no, Josh Richardson? My head, though. <laughs> you really think Josh Richardson is better than Eddie Jones? No, that's Jack not why I'm shaking my head. I'm again. shaking my head because are we going to have this conversation for the whole eighty-two games? If you're <laughs> saying I'm that's tired of, I'm so tired of Jimmy Butler. I've it's, also not been on a on a podcast for a minute. I'm sorry. I think we're bringing up good points, though. I think this has been a good <laughs> Alex conversation. Alex is like, I feel like I'm glad we're having the conversation. All right, what do you guys want to do? You want to break down the first three games? One point games, like exciting, oh, exciting. Oh, no, I want to keep reading Nikias' story. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the board on Nikias' story. Read word for word the entire story. It's better than whatever we're gonna put out. This is all part Let's of the frank. learning curve Richardson he- has to go through. Him being willing to take shots is a little encouraging, but he has to learn what he can take and when. As he gets more reps, watches more films, and continues to get advice from Dwayne Wade, he should be more discerning as the year goes on. Take that, Elf. Straight preseason play hasn't always been honestly. Awesome I bet process. someone. I bet there was a Nikias in like 1995 that wrote that about Eddie Jones. I swear to God, I swear to God, I will. I can go back and find an Eddie Jones article from like 1997, 98 that said the exact same thing. And I, I love Eddie Jones. He went to the same high school as my brother. One of my favorite players all time. But he's Eddie fucking Jones. Let me ask. You, let, me, let me ask a question. So does Magruder's recent play make Josh more expendable oh to you? Oh my god! No, we don't. I, I, go I just wanted to pivot out of Butler talk and talk about Magruder because Rodney's been could, freaking awesome. If I could reach through the computer right now, punch you in your neck, I would. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Rodney. No, Rodney's Rodney actually working. But what I'm saying is that huh? what'd you say? Brad? Hashtag free Rodney is actually working. Hashtag free Rodney is in full effect. Listen, I've been on the hashtag free Rodney bandwagon forever. Rodney, the pick and roll master. How about that? Rodney is creating pick and roll. Lobby Hassan has great connections. Goron too, dude. Goran Second is, best on the team. Let me tell you something. Goron has been really aggressive in the passing game, and I really like that because uh, only with Bam. Only though. with Bam, but still, it's nice to see it. He's like Goron's going after it, dude. Like he's trying to like jam the ball in tight places. He's that's not normally a Goron thing to do. He tries to play it safe. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Like I've really. Despite them not having shooting, I've kind of liked some of the stuff they've done offensively. Ronnie McGruder's stats so far through the first three games, he's averaging 16 points, seven rebounds, four assists on 50% shooting, 50% 
from the free throw line and setting no fifty percent from <laughs> Brian reads Nikaias article poorly from the free throw line. I don't think next, this year, is- next year uh, someone's gonna say offer Rodney Magruder for Anthony Davis and he's like oh no he's Rodney Magruder we can't do that he's young and up and coming he's a D league find. <laughs> That's if he's on the team next season. Alf, do you just want to talk about Jimmy Butler the whole time? I was not even talking about Jimmy Butler. I just said Rodney McGruder and Anthony Davis. That's too- Rodney has like three years on Anthony Davis. So Rodney's showing out for his next contract. <laughs> Rodney McGruder is the sneakiest 27 in the history of the league. Let me say this about Rodney McGruder. It's Me hard not to get excited about how well Rodney McGruder has played. He was commandeering pick and rolls with an improved sense of pace and vision. He's tinkering with floaters in those in between areas. He just looked better. This, of course, was in addition to his spot up shooting, cutting ability, and his in your jersey defense. In your jersey defense? Nikaias, what? No, that was me. I I was like, oh, there we go. Jack, you're so well spoken. Once again, Jack ad libbed. Yeah, totally. What up, y'all? It's Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. And King Kong Bundy, Parrish Thompson. And we're here every week on Light Skin Opinions on the Five Reasons Sports Network, where we bring you everything from the serious. He tapped into something, and he actually had policies and platforms that they could get behind. And most of it was rooted in xenophobia and racism, but at the end of the day, it's still connected with somebody. Ron DeSantis has second-generation Trump bullshit ideas. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have his own. So the only people that are backing DeSantis are crazy Trump loyalists. To the completely ridiculous. Rusty-ass Tito. <laughs> <laughs> that Tito's ain't rusty, man. You made me, you think you made me fucking... My nigga, that Tito's tastes like tetanus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that Tito's tastes like... Like a Polish woman cried in that bitch. Like an old Polish woman. <laughs> an oldest Polish woman who was around in World War II. She said, they like, here goes a bottle of cry, Helga. <laughs> like, who dropped a penny in my drink? <laughs> <laughs> they got a penny in every bottle of Tito's, man. Oh, good luck. <laughs> good luck charm, my nigga. Woo, Tito's ain't sponsoring our show. So check out Light Skin Opinions every week right here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Subscribe, rate, review. Did any of you get really upset that Kemba Walker was hitting all sorts of nonsense? Yeah, but oh, man. that's of course so underrated. That's of course. That's those of course shots. That's what they did. You trade Goran Dragic for Kemba Walker? And so wanna, quick. Why are we doing so quick? Why are we doing trade shows? Blink of an eye. It's game three. You kidding me, man? Kemba Walker is five nine. Damian Lillard. That's all I gotta say. Can Ooh. we talk about John Wall being sneaky? With better fast? defense. John Wall looked like he put on some pounds, according to a Team USA photo, and he looks pretty like yoked, like he he's like put on mass, and he looks like he's put on you know put on a little weight, both in the muscle departments and the other departments. And dude seems even faster than before. I could not believe that. Can we talk about that fight? The Lakers and Rocket fight. Oh, oh, okay. Have you guys seen uh, NBA Twitter doing investigative reporting on where this alleged spit might have come from? Now, for those of you who do not know what has happened because you are not up late watching Laker games, I am because I want to relish in their demise. There was a play, uh, there was a little scuffle after between Chris Paul and one Rajan Rondo. And uh, Chris Paul alleges that Rondo spit in his face, to which then Chris Paul stuck a finger in Rondo's face. And then the two started swinging at each other. Now... NBA Twitter has gone deep into investigating, look at every camera angle, and there is one Carmelo Anthony hovering around the, the, the scenario. Have you guys seen this? Do you guys know what I'm going to say? 
No. Yes. Yeah. So apparently people are looking at Carmelo and he may have been talking a little aggressively prior to that and spit from Carmelo may have gotten on Chris Paul because when Chris Paul starts wagging his finger, Melo starts licking his lips and looking away. No, there's a there's a video that shows explicitly the spit coming yeah. from Rondo's mouth. That was oh, from Rondo. Okay, yeah, so it wasn't so, Melo. And we talked about this on Light Skin Opinions last night or two nights ago. I can't remember when we recorded. But um, it looked like he... You guys know what a geese is? Like when you geese? No. Like when you spit like through your front, the gap in your front teeth? Yeah. That's, oh, and okay. it's like it's more like spittle. Like it was like a geese type spit, and it was like I don't know. Like you don't do that on purpose. Usually that's by accident. Let me tell Wait, you. did you call it spittle or skittle? Spittle. Okay. Not skittle. That would be Rondo is one of the that most would be delicious. And why time. would Chris Paul be mad at that? Taste the rainbow. I, Rondo killed that. Let me he tell did you it something. So damn sneakily. The funniest part of that whole thing was LeBron obsessed with calming Chris Paul down and not his own teammates. He like kept he like walked Chris Paul around the whole like outer like court side. He just like walked him around like I thought that was funny, dude. No, the funniest part about that fight is the way it started. Because and and Chris Maddox was talking about this. Like James Harden's game is maddening, right? Like if you're trying to, to guard James Harden, yeah, watch and guard. Because like he's not even moving that fast, and he's making you look stupid. It's so annoying. So like, Brandon Ingram looks stupid, and he got mad, and he just like pushed him, like, "Man, stop!" Like, like it was such a childish thing. That's exactly what I was thinking. Man. He looks like he was getting bullied. Yeah, he just, like, <laughs> That's what happens in two K when he like he gets scored on so many times. You just keep trying to press the square button so you can steal the ball. <laughs> And, yeah. and he just spam fouls until and then he, he got mad at the ref and then Rondo and Chris Paul reunited some old beef and then Brandon Ingram comes back in later with go-go gadget arms Yo. trying to throw haymakers at a guy whose arms are pinned let me tell you something that was that was super like bush league by by Ingram oh yeah just, like, I, like yeah. to me Brandon Ingram came off looking what a punk hard. dude like I come on so, dude like I feel so bad right now let me be honest with you guys I feel like the last few heat beat episodes have like been full of analysis and good shit. Have they? And then I don't know. I haven't listened. But then I come on and <laughs> I, I feel like I've just like laid a bomb in the middle of this whole fucking thing. I last episode, George Sedano told me to shut up. So that's oh. that's kind of what we've been. That's kind of what well, we've been deserves. doing around these parts. Although we were professional, we had Rohan and Cardi. And, um, you and your ego. Nad so. Carney. Nad Carney. How Sorry, can you Rohan. still not pronounce his name? Nad Carney. Rohan, I'm going to get your name the next time you come on the pod. I promise. He's, He's never coming back. He's never coming back. It's literally the way it reads. Like, I don't I don't even get I this. I don't know why He's I think like it's Carney. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Follow Rohan's work on Twitter. He's great. Yo, He's pick a up great the writer. SI NBA preview story that he wrote because it was pretty good. Brian, what's his at? Because I'm now scared of his name. I'm pretty sure it's just his first and last name. Okay, Rohan and. Nad Carney, God, why, why is this? Oh so my God, why is this so difficult for me? So yeah, uh, have you guys been uh, relishing in the Lakers being bad? Oh, so much fun! It's honestly like Laker oh, games yeah. are like I want to watch Laker games more than Heat games at this point, but only if they lose. Well, let me read this Rondo quote that he told at ESPN about this fight. He said, "This is the only time I'm going to address this. I had a mouthpiece in my mouth, and I was exasperated because I was about to tell him to get the expletive out of here." Look at my body language in the video. My hands on my hips. I turn away for a second. Look at Eric Gordon and Mello in the video. If they saw me spit, they would have turned their face up or something. They had no reaction. So I don't buy that. Yeah, no, they're both 
pathological liars. Like Chris Paul's an insane, <laughs> and Rondo's even more insane. So it's just no, like I, honestly, I buy his story one hundred percent. But at the same time, no, I buy his story. I at the same I time, <clears throat> and his- I, I I don't know how you guys feel about it. I feel like this is actually like a good juxtaposition of different feelings towards fight etiquette. Um, if I'm in the middle of a of a of a face to face and I feel spit on my face, like I'm not really concerned where and how and how the logistics was. of how the spit. Like came, I have yeah. spit on my face. I'm now I am going to do the finger point. And the funny thing about the finger point, the finger point was him being nice, man. The finger point, but see what happened was he got very agitated, and the finger tur- finger point turned into a finger mush. It was yeah. like he was like, "Listen here, you know what? I'm tired of you." Yeah, and he just, he just like, <laughs> and just like drilled the finger to his forehead. Like that was so much frustration. Like he was like trying to be like above it all. Like, listen, motherfucker, I don't like your mouth. I don't like the fact that you spit on me. But yeah, and he just started finger mushing him. Finger mushing is um, disrespectful in the, in the black community. I don't know if you guys know this, but finger mushing is like akin to slapping another man. If you finger mu- you finger mush a person that you don't feel like is going to hit you back, like you don't, mm. like you don't, like if I like if you guys ever see me in an altercation and I slap another grown man, that's because I feel like I don't even respect him enough to think he'll hit me back. So why even ball my fist fist up and punch you? I'm gonna slap you until you go on your merry way. So a finger mush is like you're not gonna do shit about this. So Rondo had the appropriate reaction. Oh, you think I'm not gonna do shit about this? Clap, and then Chris Paul had the right reaction. Boom. So honestly, I don't blame either of those guys. I felt they followed fight etiquette properly. You know the best Brandon part about Ingram, that. On the other hand, no, yeah, dude, he came out of nowhere. Nobody was paying attention. He just came in guns Yo, blazing. The pictures of him with Chris Paul, like whatever, four or five years ago, whatever it was, and how he used to go to Chris Paul's camp, and how Chris Paul was his mentor at some point. Woof. That's Brandon bad. Ingram really came off looking bad, man. Oh my god, so bad. And then you know the I like the ref holding Rondo and Chris Paul catching him with the meanest uppercut, dude. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's that they, was funny. I mean Rondo was being held and Chris Paul just goes bah and got they, him. They both did the right thing in the situation. Another ref ran away. Did you see that? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> His hands up. A lot Scott of people, Foster, somebody that, somebody dipped. If you look at that video, a lot of people made business decisions, man. James Harden, Lonzo Ball, Mello. Mello, yo. Mello's my fi- dude. He was uh, kind of hovering around the area, but you know he was thinking, "I ain't doing shit." Not doing a single thing. Not doing a damn thing. I ain't he didn't no put his body money. on anybody. He's not even making no money this year. Yo, Carmelo's probably thinking, like, "Yo, if, if CP3 gets ejected, I can take some more shots." Yo, I'll be. I, He's not I, making I, any money this year. He just got a buyout for twenty million dollars. He's making an extra million dollars this season. Yeah, but his his per didn't year take average, a penny less. Like, he did not, like, not take a penny less. He's, like, He's not making any money this season. Wait, I can't Wait, afford that. Did you see Lance Stevenson playing the peacemaker? Like that's surprising that he was getting people out of the way. That's also funny that Michael. So you know it's a real fight. And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and both guys got two two pieces in. That is outstanding. When was the last time we've seen that? Where each Contact. guy got in a two piece? Can we give props Contact. to Adam Silver for restraint? <laughs> yeah, right, because because David Stern would have suspended like forty games each. <laughs> Like for how, many, wait, how much was your suspensions at the mouse of the palace? Oh, oh but no, you can't hit customers. It was like That's the whole season. Yeah, you yeah. can't hit customers. Well, the thing is, if you have a four-game suspension, <laughs> wait a second. Can we pause? Can you we have pa- to see a lot more fights this year. 
Because if that's the penalty for that kind of fight, I'll punch a dude in the face every yeah. game. No, I think you're right about this. Every, you know, I don't think like, I, so like, right sense. before, like right before, like a five a five game road trip, I'm just punching yeah. someone in the face. Like I just, I, I, I need four games off. You know, why did you punch Anthony Tolliver in the face? <laughs> Fuck Anthony Tolliver. Tired I, I really bell. thought in the playoffs last season, Dwayne in that sixer. What was the guy's name? The guy who never plays. Robert Tess got suspended for 55 games. It's a lot. He hit customers. Multiple. That customers. might be a little bit conservative. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's low. You get you get suspended more in baseball for that's steroids. That's one of the biggest scandals in the history of professional sports. <laughs> like, you can't have that. Yo, how many customers if, got hit that day? Like 10? Jermaine O'Neal's my favorite. Oh, Jermaine O'Neal. That was one. Of the, oh, he killed that dude. He got suspended for 25. Steven Jackson. you worth it. Steven Jackson got Lives? suspended for. Let me tell you something. People will remember... I think by word association, not Heat fans. Heat fans will remember that series against the Celtics, but everyone else will probably remember J- uh, Jo for that, that that one punch in the background of that guy. Because that guy came up so strong, like, oh, like he was God. really going to do something to Jermaine O'Neal. It kind of reminded me of. Did you guys see over the weekend that Vine of that? Um, it was uh the the guy. What was it? who played LSU? Oh man, huh? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Boogie Cousins thing. No, oh, the Boogie thing was <laughs> funny. That guy, that guy yelling. At, Listen, the NBA is back. We have memes and everything. Um, that that team that was playing LSU, there was a guy at the line of scrimmage, like going, "Come on, come on, come on!" Like, kind of like, "Come hit me, hit me!" And some guy on LSU just completely runs through him. Yeah, I stopped the show. I'm so sorry. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Dwayne. I'm sorry, I killed the show. What is? Do you want me to play these sounds? Okay, Brian has sounds. Brian, play your sounds. What what do we got? This is from Brian in Orlando. You, you, can, you can pick between two different clips. I have a clip Justice. featuring Justice, Magruder, and Jay Rich, and I have a clip just featuring Winslow. I want Justice. Just The latter. The latter? Okay. Justice better. Yeah. We have a nickname for you that um, Josh Richardson thinks is the best nickname for you. It's called Justice Better. Josh said that? Yes. Justice Better. <laughs> the best, that's the best nickname for you? You said that? Justice Better. <laughs> it's a Twitter like movie. It's, it's a movie. Trash or Justice is Better at Basketball? Oh, justice is Better at Basketball. So basically the way it works is pick any player in the league, you're better. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not even like, it's it's a serious movement. Like, if you want to look on Twitter, just search up that hashtag. It's everywhere. I haven't seen it, my bad. Really? Okay. Well, I just kind of want to get your, your thoughts on what do you think about that as a hashtag for you? I mean, I'm the best. <laughs> best to ever do it. Cash is clay. <laughs> Does it ring off the top of your tongue if you said justice better? <sighs> nah, it's not really my slogan. I leave it to the Twitter peeps. <laughs> Could you say it, though? Nope. <laughs> Mm-mm. Brian fishing for the sack. Jesus Christ. Yo, Brian. Brian. <laughs> God bless Brian going. That's awesome, bro. No, I was, I was oh, trying to do going. journalism, dude. He's like, can you say it? Just as like, my nah. God. Nah, that ain't my thing. He, Oh, my God. He did the he TJ like thing to you. Times. That That's, ain't... That's journalism school. You know what Brian? I should have done? Now I'm thinking about it. Like, Give me your thoughts back. on it. That was what such I should, a journalism. What I should have done, I should have started off by just saying, Justice, can you just say your first name, Justice? Can you say better? And what I should have done is I should have clipped that afterwards and then asked him the following questions. Oh, so you want to misrepresent Justice? Yeah, you wanted wow. to trick him and then well, use it for Well, that's radio. the only way I can get him to say it for sure. Now, well, if I, I bring it up to him again, he'll never say it. Honestly, never you, know say what? It. you know what? 
Because you asked five times. Yeah, right. I mean, Brian, Jesus, you're like the you're like the guy selling insurance, like at, at like the no, printer listen, store. Listen, I like it because justice saying justice better would be lame. That would be lame. The fact that justice will not say justice better. I agree. And well, he'll I'll just try. say I'm the best. Perfect. Best to ever do it, Cassius Clay. So did Shout he ask Muhammad Ali? Did he ask Josh? Was Josh right next to him? Yeah, Josh said it's a Twitter movement or it's a Twitter hashtag. Josh is, dude. Josh, Josh is our guy, dude. Jay Ritz, you're our guy. You may not be Alf's guy, but you're our guy. We love Untradeable. you. I love Josh Richardson. I love Josh. I Can just we don't, talk about I justice just, real quick? Stop coddling him. I just don't. I just don't get why you guys coddle him like a little baby, little baby Josh. Let me tell you something. He's That's become, my new nickname for him, Baby Josh. He's <laughs> twenty-five. Been, probably he's become my my favorite heat player after Dwayne. It used to be Goron, now it's Jay Ridge. I love Wait, that guy. Wait, on the roster right now? On the roster right now. Okay, yeah. Fine. I thought you said Aaron. I thought you meant Aaron. That includes UD, by the way. Oh, that's fake. You have a weird recency bias. Yeah. I do have a weird recency I think bias. Dwayne is one of my least favorite players on this current roster. Because you're no fun. You're okay, Nikai. No, it's because this version of Dwayne is one of the worst players in the NBA. Did you not see that game at uh, home? Yeah. Come on, dude. That was comeback. Led the comeback, and or, then I mean, let me tell you something. You I tweeted the second half. No, there's, I fell asleep during the second half, guys. We talked there, about this. There is no player in NBA history that knows he's going to miss his three more than Dwayne because he missed <laughs> so many of them. And he he knew out. exactly. Did you see that? That was art. Dwayne has missed so many threes in his life. He knew exactly where the ball was going to bounce. He's like, oh, wide left. Beautiful. It that was, fa- it was that foul was bullshit, by the way. Yeah. It felt weird. It felt oddly soft, but it's like I, I don't want to do the ref show. I, mean, I definitely were, wasn't asleep for the moments we're talking about. They were down I was by totally 40, awake. So, you know. All right, you want to hear the second clip? Sure, Brian. Yeah. I need to ask you about mm, M Club. The the mm is the hmm. It's the hmm, not the mm. Yeah, H-M-M-M-M. Yeah. Whose idea was it first? It's collective. It was kind of a group thing. No one person gets it. It happened. It was like an aha moment. Like a eureka moment between all four of us at the same time. And then, like we had an epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> that the world was flat. <laughs> so, I'm guessing with the Hoon Club, how'd you get BAM integrated into it? Was there some kind of like. <laughs> how did we initiate him? Yeah, basically, how'd you initiate him? That's, undisclo- that's undisclosable information. <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta go to the headquarters. Can Ronnie be in the Hoon Club? Private. Yeah. Ronnie hates on the Hoon Club too much. You don't wanna be in the Hoon Club, Ronnie? I'm in no, no, you're not. not. You're so uh, not. Mm. Don't listen to them, bro. He's not. <laughs> That's Harry. <laughs> so is that they were trying to get Ronnie to the point? That is so funny. Ronnie's <laughs> woke for this shit. Yeah, Ronnie's woke for this shit. Like, yo, these young bucks. Dude, that is so also, funny. Can we theorize? can we theorize why it's undisclosed? Yeah. He's trying to get his yes. hmm. I think it has something to do with Instagram comments. Oh, what where where'd that wow. theory come from? That's a good theory. I can see I th- this is just something that came off the top of my head the first time I saw it and it kind of made sense the more I thought about it. It's I could see it being some some type of inside joke where one of them is commenting hmm on particular Instagram posts. It's kind of like how you guys oh so we we actually have an inside joke whenever I post any Instagram picture with any of my friends that are women. They comment with eyeball emojis, all of them. Similar, yeah. yes. And yeah. they just do Similar it. No, 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 no. Eyeball emojis mean breaking news. That too, but you only on Twitter. 
Is it the monkey or the eyeball emojis? I don't remember which one you guys do. Is it the monkey covering oh, the eyes? Oh, it might eyes, be the monkey the covering the eyes. There is an emoji that gets put every time I put a picture of me and a girl, and then everybody goes in a stream to do it. It's eyeball emojis. The monkey's racist. We've got an announcement for you on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We have another watch party. Now, ignore the fact that we are 0-4 in watch parties. We've seen the Dolphins lose twice, the Heat lose, and the Hurricanes lose. It'll turn around we, at some point, Ethan. We're it'll turn around one. at some We're point. We're going to win one. Probably not this Thursday night, but Thursday night. Thursday night at Township in Fort Lauderdale. Now, this is a new restaurant. It's right where Riverfront is. It's on the corner of Las Olas. And Andrews, if you're familiar with Tilted Kilt, it's in that space. And they've really done a nice job with it. And we've got drink specials. We've got food specials. We've got beer specials. We've got pretzel specials. they got 20% off their great pretzels all night long. And we're going to have giveaways. So we're going to be giving away five reasons hats. We're going to be giving away Miami Heat Beat shirts. We're going to have hosts there. We're going to be giving away Devontae Parker for a conditional seventh round pick. If you get there early enough, <laughs> give us that seventh round pick. So come out to Township. We're going to get out there starting at around 7 o'clock. It's going to be a great crowd. They've got big, big TVs. It's a great space. Hosts from a lot of the different podcasts in our network. We can complain about the Dolphins together, drink, eat, and win free stuff. Hey, Juice. So October is here, and in my mind, that means only one thing. It is almost time for my favorite event of the year, and no big surprise, but it's an O.J. McDuffie party. Hey, you know it, Big Seth. The 17th Annual Signature Grand Ghoul presented by Calvin Giordano and Associates will take place on Monday, October 29th, and once again, benefits 211 Broward, an amazing charity. We are transforming the Signature Grand into a 100,000-square-foot mansion for the sickest Halloween costume party in South Florida. And this costume party is for the grown folk, Big not people. the kids, yeah. We're talking open bar, amazing food, dancing, silent auction, and of course, contests and prizes for the most incredible costumes. And since the fish tank will be all up in the ghoul, as will a bunch of other hosts from our Five Reasons Sports family, let's do a little something special for the listeners. So what we need you to do is post a photo in your all-time greatest Halloween costume, tag your favorite Five Reasons Sports podcast, and use the hashtag DiveIntoTheGhoul. And the top four costumes will have a chance to win two tickets to the Signature Grand Ghoul on that October 29th. For more information on how you can join OJ and me at the Signature Grand Ghoul, visit 211-Broward.org and call 954-390-0493 and ask for Tracy.